Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Life Podcast. What life stands for is living in the fulfilled eschaton. And I am your host, Michael Miano. Thank you for taking some time out to join me this morning. So our podcast this morning, which is our first life podcast, actually started out with someone speaking in tongues. (laughs) Uh, You know, what I find interesting is here at seven in the morning, many of us would rather focus in on the doctrinal details of tongues rather than finding our unity in the beauty of that song wherein it focuses on giving our lives to Jesus Christ so that God may have his way within us. And that's the goal here on Life Podcast. It's not to get into the deep theology. Um, We do that in every other facet of the quote-unquote preterist movement. And uh, what I believe is needed, and this is something that has been anticipated by many others, and uh, was actually asked for by many others, was that we would do something that would focus in on life now. What does it mean to live in the fulfilled eschaton? So that's what we're going to do. I uh, do thank you again for taking some time out to tune in. Uh, My name is Michael Miano. I am the pastor at the Blue Point Bible Church. I am the director of the Power of Preterism Network, which is a a think tank, a brainstorming you know, think tank that seeks to plant more churches that will bring forth the healing of the nations through the fulfilled gospel. Again, we see that in the book of Proverbs, that a hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled 
is a tree of life. And I do not believe that it's mere coincidence that when we get to the end of the Bible, at the end of Bible prophecy, we see the people of God having access to the tree of life. That would be the restoration to the things of Adam, to the days of old that Israel would have longed for. And we are now living in that beautiful blessing. A longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And we know that if you eat of the tree of life, you live forever. Prayerfully, you're seeing all of that points to Jesus Christ. And matter of fact, that's what we're going to make known this morning. We're going to talk about the gospel. We're going to talk about what is made known through Jesus Christ and what is it that we are speaking about. The goal of these podcasts is to edify what I like to refer to as Team Preterists. There's many within the Preterist movement that are desirous to see the movement built up, to see the movement edified, to see sound doctrine, and to see a sending church, to see those that are desirous to bring forth the healing of the nations, to do what we read about there in that last chapter of the book of Revelation, to invite the world to drink of the water of life, which we have come to see, leaves us without thirst and fully satisfies. Amen. So that's going to be the goal. And uh, what we would like to establish right here at the outset is that we believe in fulfilled Bible prophecy, but we believe in an increasing kingdom in fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 9. We believe that what we read about in the New Testament was the fulfillment of the promises to Israel, to the fathers, as Romans chapter 15 speaks about, so that it would bring about a glorious reality, a glorious reality of the Jews not living under law, but living under grace through their atonement in Jesus Christ, and the Gentiles thereby glorifying God for his mercy for including them. Because we know of that promise there in Isaiah chapter 49, where God had said in prior times that it would be too small a thing just to restore the tribes of Jacob. But in the restoration of the tribes of Jacob, a light would go forth to the Gentiles. So that's our goal. Now let's move in on a time of prayer. I do want to say at the outset of the show that you're able to call in. We're going to have probably another 30 minutes of a program. If you'd like to call in, maybe ask a question, uh, maybe offer up some encouragement for Team Preterist, uh, please feel free to do so. The phone number to call in, and I'll give it a couple times, this will be the first time, is 516-387-1717. Again, that is 516-387-1717. As soon as I see callers call in, I'll go ahead and uh, click over and allow you to come on the air. So let's open with a moment of prayer. And what I like to do in my daily prayer life is bring us in on common prayer. So I'm going to do that this morning. Here we are, January 26th. What common prayer is, is it's a practice of uh, a regular reading and a devotion every day that sort of uh, sets our eyes on the beauty of prayer and on the inclusion of, um, of all the saints in the practice of prayer, those that have gone before us, those that are with us now, and of course, those that would be edified in the future. Today, we do not have a focal point. However, I would encourage us, of course, as since our show is about the gospel, that we would set our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And we're going to talk about that quote, that scripture here in a moment. 
Think of all the beautiful things that come from Jesus Christ. We see there in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, that all things have been given to those of us that have, we have a love for God, that have come to be a part of the promises of God, um, that everything has been given to us pertaining to life and godliness. How beautiful of a reality is that? Oh, Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Give us a song to guide our feet as we are marching to freedom land. Psalm chapter 119, verses 108 through verse 12 read. Accept, O Lord, the willing tribute of my lips, and teach me your judgments. My life is always in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have set a trap for me, but I, do, I have not strayed from your commandments. Your decrees are my inheritance forever. Truly, they are the, joint, the joy of my heart. I have applied my heart to fulfill your statutes forever and to the end. Give us a song to guide our feet as we're marching to freedom land. A poem from American farmer Wendell Berry. As soon as the generals and the politicos can predict the motion of your mind, lose it. Leave it as a sign to mark the false trail, the way you didn't go. Be like the fox who makes more tracks than necessary. Some in the wrong direction. Practice resurrection. Interesting. Sort of Jesus' third way there. A little bit of challenge. Bringing challenge in on our walk with Christ. Amen. What I'd like to do is just lift up a moment of prayer, and then we'll go into a recitation of the Our Father, and then we will conclude our moment of prayer. Mighty God, I do thank you, Lord, for those that may be tuned in, those that are either tuning in live, those that are tuning in later on in the day to listen to this podcast, Lord, and those that are being blessed by the fruition of your promises, Lord, the fruition of our living in the fulfilled eschaton, that the church might be those that would make known the manifold wisdom of God. Lord, we thank you for all that you've given. We magnify your name. We exalt in who we are in you, Lord. Affirm who we are in you, Lord. And acknowledge you at the start of this day. Go before us into our day, Lord. Prepare blessings for us. Prepare us for our show here that we would uh, bring forth details with clarity, that we would understand each other, uh, me being the teacher, many listening, and then those that would call in, that they would speak with clarity, Lord, thereby glorifying you and bringing edification to the saints. Thank you, Lord. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please join me in the recitation of the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. So let's talk about the gospel. I'd like to make the assertion right here at the beginning of the show that the gospel is the mystery made known. The word gospel in the New Testament comes from the Greek word evangelion, which means to declare the good news. And in context of the Roman Empire, this word evangelion, meaning the gospel, was usually used to pronounce a new king that was coming. In our case, we're speaking about King Jesus. The Messiah, he who was hoped for, he who would bring about the manifestation of the mystery of the ages. 
How would Israel be restored? How would Israel be restored to former glory? How would Israel be restored so much so that they would become a light to the Gentiles? How would God remove the death that was prevalent within Israel? How would he remove that death and place life within Israel, thereby bringing about the righteousness of the nations? How would all of this come about? That mystery being made known, what the Apostle Paul calls the hope of Israel, is the gospel in the New Testament. Jesus Christ himself coming to the Jews who would have known the mission and known the details of the mission, he spoke about this as the kingdom of God. So what we've just done is created synonyms out of mystery, gospel, proclamation, kingdom proclamation, kingdom of God, good news. All of these words mean the same thing. Oh, and the hope of Israel. The Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 28. Remember, the, obviously he was arrested for preaching the gospel. However, there in Acts chapter 28, he says that he is in chains for the hope of Israel. And he says this many times, matter of fact. If you go back to Acts chapter 24, uh, he, you see Jesus testifying there, I believe, before King Agrippa. And he says... Um, I preach nothing other than that which is revealed in the law and the prophets, that there will be a resurrection of the dead. So resurrection of the dead, gospel, kingdom proclamation, kingdom of God, good news, hope of Israel, mystery, all synonymous phrases. This is important because what we're seeing in the New Testament, what we're seeing through Jesus Christ, those that have eyes to see and ears to hear, amen, um, is the mystery being made known. And when we say made known, we're not saying just information given. We're saying that it's a spiritual wisdom being made known in the same way that Adam knew Eve, in an intimate way. This is that spiritual wisdom that we read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. That wisdom that must be spiritually discerned. It is this wisdom that is the gospel. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7, it talks about the fulfillment of the promises of God. The fulfillment of the promises of God, the people who love God, those who have been chosen by him, his elect, if you will, will praise him. And in praising him, this will show that in ages to come, the surpassing riches of what God has done for those that love him. And that's the job of the gospel, that the church would be the vessel to make known the manifold wisdom of God. The church would be the glorified body of Christ that would make known the manifold wisdom of God, the gospel, to the nations. This is the imagery you see in Revelation chapter 22, when you have the temple, which is the people of God. You have a river flowing from that temple. If you do not see the correlation to John chapter 7 in Revelation chapter 22, where Jesus says that those that are in the new covenant will have living water welling up in them that will flow from them. Then I don't know what to tell you. But that's the gospel. Now you have living water which is also synonymous with the mystery made known, the gospel, good news, the hope of Israel. This water of life 
this wisdom, spiritual wisdom, is coming from the glorified body of Christ, the temple, in Revelation chapter 22. This is the fulfillment of Ephesians 3.10, that the church would make known the manifold wisdom of God. Fulfillment of Ephesians 2.7, that in ages to come, God might show the surpassing greatness of his love, his mercy, and his kindness. And he's doing exactly that. Why is this important? Well, earlier this week, I had a brother come to me and ask me, what is the difference between fulfilled eschatology and full preterism? So now we're going to get into a little bit of the meat here. Now, fulfilled eschatology, fulfilled, meaning it's been completely fulfilled, right? Not done away with, but fulfilled. The requirements have been met. The requirements for the new covenant have been met. So when we say fulfilled eschatology, what we're saying is everything that eschatology, and no, I'm not speaking a foreign language. Eschatology means the last things the study of the last things. So when we're saying fulfilled eschatology, we're saying everything that was needed to fulfill the last days, the last things, have been fulfilled. Amen. Full preterism, different phrase, but meaning the same thing, comes out of um, studies within the Church of Christ. And within those studies, the word praetor was revealed to be past. And full preterism would be, and this, this, you know, this phrase has been used for centuries, um, this term praetor, um, full preterism would believe that all Bible prophecy has been fulfilled in the past. So fulfilled eschatology is full preterism. Again, different names are used within different crowds with what, by uh, being what other people are comfortable with. Um, however, they are synonymous phrases. And more often than not, it leads to confusion when we say fulfilled eschatology or full preterism because people insert different things under different definitions. Let's mark out that we believe and we know that they are synonymous. So we want to move forward with clarity in the preterist movement. Amen. And uh, so I believe in the gospel. And it's unfortunate that um, that I've gone places and people have said that I don't believe in the gospel. So this always leads to a bit of frustration. Usually the, pre the futurist community in the Christian church, they would say things about preterists such as preterists do not believe in the gospel. And that's become a rather frustrating thing. So for me, I've uh, put myself in environments with other futurists to learn what are they saying the gospel is. And matter of fact, this week I had an incident, and that's why I wanted to kind of make this the focal point this morning. I'm a part of a couple other larger Christian movements. And one of those movements I went to this week and uh, we had a big meeting, and they began to talk continually about the gospel and how we're all united under the gospel. So I began to look around the room and think, how am I united with all these people? What is the gospel? And then finally, one brother brought up a verse, and the verse was John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Well, amen to that. So I can stand with that gospel. However, what the preterist movement, if you will, likes to point out, what preterism essentially is pointing out, is that John 3.16, God sending his son, must be attached to other correlating passages. For example, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus speaks about how he did not come, right? God did not send his son to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. 
and to fulfill it in its entirety, that heaven and earth would not pass away until every jot and tittle was fulfilled. But the words of Jesus would never pass away. So John 3.16, for God sent his son that the world would have life through him, yes, amen, through him fulfilling the jots and tittles of the law, thereby allowing that old heaven and earth, that old covenant to pass away. And then also that should be attached to Romans chapter 15, verses 8 through 9, where it talks about why Christ, why God sent his son, so that he would fulfill the jots and tittles, so that he would become a servant to the circumcision, those old covenant Jews to the Jew first, to confirm the promises given to the fathers, which are the jots and tittles of the law in Matthew chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. And that the Gentiles would glorify God for his mercy. So yes, what I am saying to you this morning is that John 3.16 is indeed the gospel, for God did send his son. But he sent his son with a purpose, to fulfill the promises given to the old covenant saints, the jots and tittles of the law, in their entirety. Not one jot or tittle will pass from the law, Jesus said. The purpose of that was to show that his words would stand forever in the new heavens and new earth, which is synonymous with the new Jerusalem, the new covenant. And in doing that, fulfilling those jots and tittles, not only do the Jews praise God for the fulfillment of Bible prophecy, all that they longed for, but the Gentiles glorified God for his mercy in involving them. So what we see through the gospel is the faithfulness and the mercy of God revealed. The mystery made known demonstrates the faithfulness and the mercy of God. So the question for us becomes, what are we going to do with this truth? What are you going to do with the fact that we are Christians who understand our kingdom proclamation is that our king has come. Our king has come and done everything necessary to demonstrate his faithfulness and to demonstrate his mercy. And that's the gospel we make known, amen? I know I had a great discussion with another brother this week, and many of us can bring up other Bible passages that we would place emphasis upon to say that this is the gospel. I know one brother had brought up 1 Corinthians chapter 15, wherein the Apostle Paul makes a great deal about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ being the gospel, and how that death, burial, and resurrection is attached Essentially, and if it's not attached essentially to the resurrection, then it's no gospel. And he basically points out that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ points to the resurrection of the dead, which I had already in the beginning of this podcast made known to you is synonymous with the gospel, the kingdom, the hope of Israel, the mystery made known, the manifold wisdom of God. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, what we see is that without the resurrection of the dead which essentially is the gospel, the fulfillment of those old covenant promises, without that, everything else is moot. Everything else is done away with. There is no gospel without the fulfillment of the promises to the old covenant saints. And that's what is being made known through the gospel, God's faithfulness and his mercy. That is what we would call the whole counsel of God. So I pray that your challenge this morning 
to think, what am I going to do with this truth? What are we to do? I know Dr. Don K. Preston this year is hosting the Preterist Pilgrim Weekend, and the theme is, how do we know that we're in the end or that we're not in the end? How do we know that we're not in the end? And I know I get to look forward to speaking on Matthew chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. So this morning, you've received a little bit of a um, you know, preliminary uh, message on exactly that, how I'm going to bring about Matthew chapter 5, verses 16 through 18 as a message of Christ's fulfilled gospel, and that we are no longer living in the last days. So I'll tell you what we're looking to do through Team Preterist, as I have a couple more minutes with you. Um, Team Preterist is a ministry through the Power of Preterism Network. You could go ahead and visit www.powerofpreterism.com, and you can gain access to a host of videos that we do every year at our uh, annual Bible conference here at the Blue Point Bible Church, which this year is going to be May 17th, through the 19th, and our focus is what's next, a preterist conference. And um, that's really the focal point for everything that we're doing through the Power of Preterism Network this year. So with Team Preterist, what we look forward to doing is not only these uh, live podcasts, maybe every once in a while having people call in, bring some testimonies, um, doing things different than the way they've been being done. Amen. I'm helping us fully understand and gain clarity in regards to how we live in the fulfilled eschaton. And uh, with another thing we're going to do through Team Preterist is we're going to bring about mission sheets. So anybody that's a part of Team Preterist is going to be encouraged every week to take, you know, two or three missions um, or every month to take two or three missions and to make those things a reality. And uh, I do believe that we'll see um, more um, fruitful and effective use of the knowledge of God if we actually walk worthy of doing missions and uh, kind of, instigate a little bit more uh, or provoke a little bit more of our focus in these regards. So uh, I'm going to go into a song and maybe we'll have some callers call in. And if not, then we'll just end with a sending prayer and uh, I'll look forward to having more podcasts. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. Bloody Mary, I never touched the virgins, nah, they too scary. And then to me, you died since the day of my birth. Now I'm a walking right billboard, obeying my thirst. My lips used to sip from thick mix elixir. Now I big gulp from big spit to scripture. Living water all in my picture, get the picture. Blowing out my heart is the best kind of addiction. If I go days without seeking his face, it starts showing. A week outside his presence in the world starts knowing. Sometimes my earnest prayer is to erase my brain. Cause 20 years as a pagan, got my mind trained. Broke up with the world like I need my face, I gotta breathe. But then she looked me in my face like you ain't gotta leave. The landlord clued me in till you're cheating. I need more for a reason, so I got to get leaving. Your face I need to constantly see. I need more. Never feel I'm reaching my peak. I need more. My soul thirsts for you, oh Lord. I need more. I need more. Just in case those of you that are tuning in are wondering about how to call in, just to give you a heads up, our call-in number is 516-387-1717. Again, 516-387-1717. It was, bottle it up, and try to sell it like a telemarketer, until 
I die or they martyr us. The water's aquaphobia. They're scared of the water's cause. Yeah, so this is how I advertise. You can drink from other sources, but your soul's never satisfied. 737-8611. Catch me at the brook. Take a sense to heaven. Never get enough cranks. Fill my soul up. Cause all the world's well either dry or they done froze up. Greater than Jacob. Look at John 4 sitting near. Jesus makes an offer the waters like a synonym. All the women and men who live in this synonym. Catch us at the brook where we be getting it in and in. Your faith, I need to constantly seek. I need more. Never feel I'm reaching my peak. I need more. My soul thirsts for you, oh Lord. I need more. I need more. I'm thirsting after God. Find peace in your mercy and grace. I need more. Find shelter and no other place. I need more. My soul thirsts for you, oh Lord. I need more. I need more. You can catch me at the brook. The world's at the well, looking thirsty. Me, I'm at the brook. Where the church be? Don't need a pool, homie. Christ that healed me. Used to mess around with coke, but the towers the real thing. Don't need a Pepsi to pet me, press me, press me to seek them. Like John Knox, the guy who told me that I should drink them. So till I leave the earth, catch me pouring it up. I got my life turned up, homie, so is my yeah. yeah. Like the deer panthers, my soul thirsts for you, like. Make them known, and everything we do, like. Offer living water to my whole crew, we like. I carry my cup. I can't get enough. Raise your cup to his authority and power like. Found out all day was happy hour like. Real talk, he turns our lives up when the music drops. You can catch me at the brook after the music stops. Your face I need to constantly see. I need more. Never feel I'm reaching my peak. I need more. My soul thirsts for you, oh Lord. I need more. I need more. I'm thirsting after God. Find peace in your mercy and grace. I need more. Find shelter and no other place. I need more. My soul thirsts for you, oh Lord. I need more. I need more. You can catch me at the brook. Amen. So, you know, that's the challenge I'm going to put before us this morning. I noticed nobody called in this morning. However, this is our first podcast, so I guess that's to be expected. Amen. Um, I need more. Amen. I'm, I'm thirsting after God. I'm pressing in and I'm, I'm, I guess this is the question I want to put before us. When people talk about you, are you somebody that they would say he spends time at the brook? He or she spends time at the brook, sipping of the water of life, inviting others to come and drink of the water of life. If not, let's pray that we become known for that. One of the things we're doing here at the Blue Point Bible Church, part of our vision for the new year is to rebrand, that we would like people to be talking about us as the Blue Point Bible Church is a place where they think about the things of God, is where they truly think about those things. Blue Point Bible Church is a Christian church that believes in full preterism or believes in fulfilled Bible prophecy, believes in the sovereign grace of God. Um, But we're a Christian church. So, you know, these are the way that we people know us, the way that people talk about us, the way we even talk about ourselves um, and our, our, our endeavors for the Lord and our ministries to the Lord. Um, it's important that we, we do that right, you know. And uh, I want to say that in our lives, what most people should be saying about us, you know, is not Mike Miano is a preterist or, uh, you know, uh, Johnny's a preterist, whatever it might be. Um, but instead, the people would say, that's a brother that spends time at the brook. That's a brother that spends time in the word. That's a brother that seeks the Lord's face daily and invites others to do so as well, to drink from that same water of life. That's the gospel, my friends. 
the gospel of God's faithfulness and his mercy. Amen. So thank you for tuning in. What I'd like to do is just send us with a prayer and uh, offer up a little bit of a closing benediction. Lord, the power of song can stir our hearts in courage and break down walls of resistance. Remind us of the song that we are to be caught at the brook, that we are to be those, Lord, that are drinking of the brook, thirsting after you, Lord, so that the world would look to us and be thirsty as well to drink of that water of life. Help us compose lyrics of our lives that move our enemies toward compassion and make justice to rise up and dance in every corner of the world. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders that he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Thank you for taking your time to tune out. Tune in. Um, go in peace, saints. God bless.